Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to my college football week 12 preview week 11 review where we go over the uh, upset central plays from last week week 11 uh, go over the AP top 25 um, games coming up this week and then uh, go over my best bets from last week and uh, pick some more for this week also a couple notable games that are happening this weekend that I wanted to throw in and say something about as well so um, before I start though I want to say um, I got asked why I do AP Top 25 and not the college football playoff Top 25. I tried to explain it last time, but it was in the middle of me talking about a game, so you probably didn't catch it. But I'm recording this on either Sunday or Monday every week, and the AP pool comes out on Sunday, and I release the episode on Tuesday, and Tuesday night is when the college football playoff rankings come out. Um, I did a reaction video to those last week, or video episode to those last week but I like putting this out on Tuesday so it's enough time for me to look at the entire slate of games since midweek action starts on Tuesdays now um so I like looking at the entire slate and sending it out to you as I see I see notable games in the AP top 25 that's why I don't use the college football playoff rankings but if anything egregious happens in those I gladly will put an episode out so you can hear my thoughts and opinions on that now that we're through that, though, um, my upset central um, will use the college football playoff rankings, not the AP Top 25, and then I will talk to you about the AP Top 25 rankings. Okay, we're clear on that. Um, so upset central from last week, 25th ranked Washington Huskies defeated the number 6 ranked Oregon Ducks 37-34 to in, was that game in Eugene? I didn't even write that. I was just going to say in Eugene because it felt right. But anyways, Michael Penix Jr., had 408 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Troy Franklin, the wide receiver from Oregon, had five receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown in the losing effort. That loss will put Oregon in um, win-out mode to make the Pac-12 championship game. If they lose to Utah, then Utah would uh, essentially end up playing USC unless USC and Oregon ended up tied and there's some sort of head-to-head break there. Um made even more complicated by this next upset Arizona defeating number 12 UCLA the Bruins going down by a score of 34 to 28 sorry that my computer apparently has the volume on so you can hear my alerts um Jaden DeLaura the Arizona quarterback had 315 passing yards and two touchdowns Zach Zach Charbonnet UCLA's running back at 181 yards and three touchdowns uh, Boston College defeated number 16 NC State 21-20. I'm not even surprised. I watched Boston College play last week against Duke and thought they looked great in a losing effort. Um, does not surprise me that an offensive struggling team <laughs> such as North Carolina State would lose to them. Again, the score was 21-20 to with the Wolfpack going down. Emmett Moore had the Boston College quarterback 330 yards, two touchdowns, and or three touchdowns and two interceptions. My bad. Sorry, uh, Emmett. Messed up there. Not trying to defame you. Zay Flowers, Boston College wide receiver, had seven receptions for 130 yards and two touchdowns. He was the difference maker last week against Duke, keeping them in the game, and again this week helping them win the game. Number 22, UCF defeated number 17, Tulane, 38-31 in New Orleans. 
John Reese Plumley, the UCF quarterback, had 132 passing yards with a passing touchdown and 176 rushing yards with two rushing touchdowns to add. Purdue defeated number 21, Illinois, 31-24. Um, no key stat lines stuck out there, just me being shocked that Purdue defeated Illinois. And finally, Vanderbilt defeating number 24, Kentucky, 24-21. to Will Levis, the amazing, incredible NFL draft prospect, that is, Will Levis, had 109 yards and an interception against Vanderbilt. We're not talking about Georgia's defense here, which they're going to play soon, if not this weekend, next. Um, Will Levis, the NFL draft prospect. Will Levis, 109 yards and an interception against Vandy. First SEC win for the new head coach at Vanderbilt comes against Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez Jr., the Kentucky running back, at 162 yards and two touchdowns. And Ray Davis, the Vandy running back, at 129 yards and a touchdown. I had to get through those stats so I can bash Kentucky one more time. Voters, stop ranking this team. They suck. If you don't believe me, I just read you. Vanderbilt defeated them 24-21 to to get their first SEC win under their new head coach. Will Levis, the blue chip NFL prospect that everyone keeps raving about being the best pro prospect, uh, 109 yards and an interception in this game against the Commodores. Quit ranking Kentucky. Speaking of ranking AP Top 25 games, first one on Thursday, November 17th. SMU at number 21, Tulane, who is a three-point favorite. The Green Wave will need to get, uh, holy cow, I need to restart that one. The Green Wave will need to right a few wrongs from last week to get back on the right track and finish the season out on a high. They gave up a season-high 468 total yards to UCF, had eight penalties accepted for 76 yards, and quarterback Michael Pratt had only 64 first-half passing yards. SMU is no easy feat, but the big game will be Cincinnati to finish the season and complete conference play next time out. Saturday, November 19th is where the rest of the slate will reside. Navy goes to number 17, UCF, who, goodness me, this is going very rough. The Golden Knights are 16.5 point favorites at home. With this game against Navy and next week's matchup against South Florida, UCF figures to hold at least a share of the American Athletic Conference regular season championship, which could result in a three-way tie at the top of the conference with Cincinnati and Tulane. Illinois travels to Ann Arbor to take on number 3 Michigan, who is a 17-point favorite. 10-0 for the first time since 2006, Michigan has Illinois to play next before going to Columbus to take on Ohio State. Illinois running back Chase Brown sustained a lower leg injury in the loss to Purdue and is listed as questionable for this game. Number 4, TCU is a 3-point favorite on the road at Baylor. TCU's defense was dominant against Texas, especially early on in the game, forcing a first-half shutout for the Longhorns for the first time since 1997, and even They even held Texas without an offensive touchdown in the entire game on their way to clinching a Big 12 title game berth. That's right, Texas's only touchdown in that game was a scoop and score, fumble recovery. TCU upset Baylor last season, and Baylor is coming off a stunning 31-3 loss at home to Kansas State. That's the matchup coming up this weekend. Austin P goes to Tuscaloosa to take on number 8 Alabama this weekend with no spread to be found on this one. 
Alabama has kept up its streak of 184 games without consecutive losses, even without anything to play for in terms of playoffs. They didn't quit in a close game against Ole Miss. The Crimson Tide has Austin P before playing Auburn in the Iron Bowl to close out their season next week. Whew. Louisiana uh, taking on the Florida State Seminoles, who are ranked number 20 in the country, and 23.5 point favorites are the Knowles. Can you call hosting a Sunbelt opponent as a tune-up game? Just asking for a friend. Uh, the Seminoles host Louisiana this weekend before facing the Florida Gators to end the season. With the win, Florida State would have its first eight-win season since 2016, especially rewarding after two sub-500 seasons under coach Mike Norvell. Number 19, Kansas State, is a 7.5-point favorite on the road at West Virginia. With a victory over Baylor last weekend, Kansas State now holds a game advantage over Oklahoma State and Baylor, which has tiebreakers over both, and Texas, which it doesn't have the tiebreaker over. Facing an up-and-down West Virginia team in Morgantown this week, the rivalry game against Kansas next week could hold the most intrigue that it has for years. Number 25, Oregon State is a 7.5-point favorite going to Tempe to take on Arizona State. Oregon State running back Damian Martinez will be trying for his fifth straight game of 100-plus rushing yards when the Beavers take on the Sun Devils in a midday game in Tempe. Oregon State will be hoping for an eighth win on the season for the first time since 2012. That stat sounds ridiculous, but I promise you it's true. I had to look it up on two different websites to make sure I wasn't finding some misleading information, but Oregon State has not won more than seven games since 2012. Boston College at number 18, Notre Dame. The Irish are 21-point favorites at home. Inconsistency has followed Marcus Freeman's team all season, rearing its ugly head again in the game against Navy last weekend with a great first half and a tense second half, which almost led to the Irish being upset. With a game at home against Boston College before traveling to USC to end the season, Notre Dame could yet play spoilers still in someone else's playoff hopes against the Trojans. Number one, George is a 22.5 point favorite at Kentucky. It is this weekend that we get to see Will Levis struggle even more. I'm so excited now. Uh, Stetson Bennett passed Matthew Stafford for sixth on the school's all-time passing touchdowns list against Mississippi State, leading the Bulldogs to clinch their SEC championship game berth where they will face LSU. And that's the Georgia Bulldogs, not the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Number two, Ohio State is a 27.5 point favorite at Maryland. Running back Mayan Williams left the game against Indiana with an ankle or a lower leg injury, but head coach Ryan Day didn't seem too concerned about it and added that he expects starting back Travion Henderson to return in this game. Worth monitoring is whether or not Jackson Smith and Jigba returns. With this game being the final tune-up for the massive matchup against Michigan, you could make an argument for and against the star wideout playing in this one if he is healthy. The last two games against the Terrapins, Ohio State has won both by a combined score of 139-31. to 31. Not too shabby, Buckeyes. Uh, Miami traveling to Clemson to take on number 9 Tigers, who are 19.5 point favorites at home. Clemson is somehow still in with a minimal chance of making the playoff, and their path leads them to a matchup against the disappointing Miami Hurricanes at home this weekend. The last three matchups against Clemson, the Kings have been blown out and starting quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is questionable for this game as well, meaning there's little to no um, expectation for the Canes. Number 11, Penn State is a 19.5 point favorite traveling to take on Rutgers. 
Penn State finishes the season with Rutgers and Michigan State, meaning a set or ten and two season is reasonable. Um, is a reasonable expectation, meaning a vast improvement from the seven and six season last year. Freshman quarterback Drew Aller, Aller, Aller is a view. <laughs> Holy cow! I don't even know what's happening in this sentence. Is preparing for the future when Sean Clifford finally runs out of eligibility after this season. Playing some garbage time snaps in most games is the freshman Drew Aller. Number 23, Coastal Carolina at Virginia. This line was 3.5 points for Virginia. Sad news. Keep your thoughts and prayers with Virginia. If you haven't heard, go check that out. Um, however, Coastal Carolina clinched a spot in the Sun Belt Championship game with their win over Southern Miss last week. To end the season, Coastal goes to Charlottesville for this matchup before going on the road again to play James Madison. Number 22, Cincinnati travels to take on Temple. The Bearcats are an 18-point favorite. Cincy managed just 66 rushing yards in the win over East Carolina, struggling yet again and um, sitting second worst in the conference with 127.6 rushing yards per game. Tulane's loss moves the Bearcats back into a tie for the AAC crown, but with the matchup against the Green Wave looming, the run game will have to help alleviate some of the pressure on quarterback Ben Bryant to help win a third consecutive conference championship. Georgia Tech traveling to Chapel Hill to take on number 13, North Carolina Tar Heels, who are a 20-point favorite at home. Whew. North Carolina has already clinched its spot against Clemson in the ACC Championship. Sorry, American Athletic and um, Atlantic Coastal Conference are messing me up today. Um, but the ACC Championship game. So the final two games of the regular season can be used to iron out any wrinkles in their game before facing the Clemson Tigers. The final two games also present Drake May with the opportunity to make a positive impression on a national audience in terms of being a potential Heisman Trophy finalist. Number 5, Tennessee is a 21-point favorite on the road at South Carolina, taking on the Gamecocks. It's a game I went to in Knoxville last year. Uh, Tennessee knows it needs to be as impressive as possible to state its case for the playoff over the last stretch of the season. If the 66-24 win over Missouri is any indication of the rest of the season, Excuse me. The Volunteers will have more than a strong enough resume to stack up with anyone in the playoff for the final spot. Number 14, Ole Miss is a three-point favorite at Arkansas, reminiscent of LSU being a three-point favorite at Arkansas last time out. Lane Kiffin had his former boss, Nick Saban, on the ropes early in the game last week, but eventually saw his lead turn to a deficit and a potential upset turn to a loss. This season can still finish on a high with this week's matchup against Arkansas on the road, followed by the Egg Bowl at home against Mississippi State. Number 24, Oklahoma State takes on the Oklahoma Sooners, who are seven-point favorite in this Bedlam matchup. Enjoy this one, folks. It's possibly the last Bedlam game for a while, with Oklahoma set to move to the SEC. Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castellone said it would likely be the 2030s before this matchup could return. Regardless, there's a slim hope the Cowboys could make the Big 12 championship game, and defeating in-state rival Oklahoma is imperative to achieving that goal. Number 7, USC is a three-point favorite at number 16, UCLA. USC wraps up the conference schedule at the Rose Bowl this weekend before finishing the season at home against Notre Dame. As the only one-loss Pac-12 team, USC is the conference's last hope of making the playoff, but they'll need to rattle off three straight wins and make them convincing. UCLA squandered its long shot at the playoff, but they'd love to play spoiler to rival USC's chances while also aiding their cause in terms of Pac-12 play. 
It may not be the mega matchup it was expected to be even before last weekend, but it's still one of the more prominent rivalry games in college football. UAB goes to Baton Rouge to take on number 6 LSU, who's a 14.5 point favorite at home. LSU has shown an ability to win a multitude of games this season, adding an ugly defensive run-heavy victory over Arkansas to the resume last weekend. The team has already guaranteed an SEC title game spot. Uh, They end the season against UAB at home and then at Texas A&M for their last two matchups. Colorado goes to Seattle to take on number 15, Washington, who is a 31-point favorite. Fresh off ruining Oregon's playoff hopes with a win over the Ducks, Washington is hoping to keep its Pac-12 championship hopes alive here. Finishing the season at 7-2 in conference play means Washington needs USC to beat UCLA, Oregon to beat Utah, and then Oregon State to beat Oregon next time out for the Huskies to possibly make the conference championship game. Number 10 Utah goes to Eugene to take on number 12 Oregon, who's a a 2.5 point favorite. Utah's Pac-12 championship game chances still hang on the same result. After Oregon's loss, Utah needs to be the Ducks in Eugene to keep these conference title hopes alive. In the same tone as the Utes, Oregon needs to win this game to ensure their place in the Pac-12 title game. After hosting Utah, the Ducks travel to play Oregon State and Corvallis to round out their regular season with the Civil War game. Some other notable matchups throughout the weekend on Saturday, November 19th is when all of these will take place. Syracuse at Wake Forest with the Demon Deacons being a 10-point favorite. Syracuse is ravaged by injuries, and Wake has been ravaged by turnovers. Something's got to give in this matchup. Houston is traveling to East Carolina, who is a a 6.5-point favorite. The Pirates are. Uh, AAC matchup here of two teams on the outside of the top three looking for an opening on the way in. Two teams, I would also argue, are probably a little disappointing compared to where they started their seasons. Houston was projected to be super good, and I was extremely high on them. Uh, East Carolina matched up very well with NC State the very first week at home, almost upsetting them, ended up losing, and neither team has really caught their footing since. Texas is a 9.5 point favorite at Kansas. Kansas upset Texas 57-56 in Austin last year. NC State goes to Louisville to take on the Cardinals, who are four-point favorite. The quarterback matchup in this game of MJ Morris and Malik Cunningham should be exciting. Going over my best bets last week, we started 30-37 and one coming in, and ended up 34-43 and one, going four and six on the week. Not spectacular by any means. Uh, we had Old Dominion plus eight versus James Madison, which was an L with James Madison winning 37 to three. Uh, I said Houston minus 20 versus Temple. 43-36 to 36 was the final there with Houston winning. Still an L for us. Ole Miss plus 12 versus Alabama. Alabama would win the game, but only by 6, so we cover the 12. Tulane minus 2 versus UCF. Uf, UCF would end up winning that game in L. Miami plus 1.5 at Georgia Tech. Miami won like I told you was going to happen, and I told you the fact they were underdogs was ridiculous. Another win. Georgia minus 16.5 at Mississippi State. Georgia won by plenty. Easy cover. W. TCU at Texas over 65 total points, being that the score was 17-10. to 10, Did not cover the over. North Carolina plus 3.5 at Wake Forest. North Carolina went out and won the dang on thing. 36-34. Uh, San Jose State at San Diego State under 41.5 total points. San Diego State won that game 43-27, to 27, meaning one team beat the under by itself. Wow. Shocking to me. Utah State minus 11.5 at Hawaii. This was a bad beat. Uh, Utah State was up by two touchdowns late in that game and only ended up winning by seven, not covering the spread, ending us on an L. 
So yes, four and six. Did I say three and six? Four and six last week. Not spectacular, but not terrible. I guess this week will be a little better. I hope. <laughs> so first pick UNLV minus ten at Hawaii. Hawaii is bad, and UNLV could use a win. And I'm going to continue to fade Hawaii until the season's over. San Jose State at Utah State, sorry, under 51.5 total points. We get 10 more points than last week in a San Jose State game. Utah State won't score on anyone, not named Hawaii, and San Jose State won't try to run up the score once they get a lead, just wanting to end the game running the clock out. Wake Forest minus 10 versus Syracuse. I say Syracuse's injuries and Wake Forest turnovers are two completely different stories. Uh, You can coach turnovers to be stopped, but you can't coach injuries to end. I think we can just outpace Syracuse here. Texas Tech plus 3.5 at Iowa State. Texas Tech is better on offense and just as stingy on defense. Iowa State won't be able to hang with them if they score more than two touchdowns. Coastal Carolina plus 3.5 at Virginia. Um, Like I said, bigger problems here than the game for Virginia. But um, in terms of the game, Virginia isn't known for offense, and Coastal is stronger on defense than on offense without their starting quarterback now out for the season. But the team is still good enough to win or at least keep it close. UTSA minus 13 at Rice. Rice is very bad. UTSA could be 9-1 and one without the Week 1 loss to Houston. It's as simple as that. Tulane minus three versus SMU. A bounce back game is incoming for the Green Wave. A conference title hope is still relying on winning these last two games of the season. Cal minus five and a half versus Stanford is my next pick. An ugly game that I wouldn't force my worst enemy to watch here. Stanford just isn't the kind of team to score a lot. And Cal could score 10 to 21 points and will likely cover five and a half. Ole Miss minus three at Arkansas. Lane Kiffin will not lose two in a row here especially not to Arkansas, and especially not after being so close to beating Nick Saban and the disappointment that he had had to have felt after that game. Excuse me, Louisville minus four versus NC State. NC State is struggling to have a complete game. Either the defense is giving up more than normal or the offense is incompetent. UMass plus 33.5 at Texas A&M is my last pick. This might sound ridiculous, but Texas A&M hasn't scored more than 31 points in the game all season. As a matter of fact, the most they scored was 31 or 30 in their first game against uh, Sam Houston State. They've only, like I said, only trended down since they did that in their first game of the season. If you don't like any of the numbers straight up, pick your five favorites. A seven-point teaser on FanDuel with those five as a plus 400 odds. Um, that is all I have for this week. I'll be here for next week's preview or going over the college football playoff rankings if there's something bad. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.